Hey everybody, it's Daniel, back for another broadcast. So it's 6.09, Mountain Standard Time, Boise, Idaho. And um, it is uh, really nice outside. I don't know where you're at, what it's, the temperature's like where you're at, but it's nice here. I'm indoors right now, I'm sitting in my room, TV's off, there's nothing going on. I uh, got a bunch of work done today and got, got my way ahead of where I wanted to be. I, I, I make plans and... Um, do these projects and these projects I do, I do in bulk something and I'll do it in bulk, whatever I'm doing. Like I'll plan a bunch of stuff to together to do it or whatever, even if I'm multitasking. But in this particular case, I'm doing a project, these projects I'm doing books and stuff like that that I'm making sell on Amazon. So I set goals and man, I'm so far ahead of myself right now. It's crazy. So, so uh, it's, it's crazy how easily I took to this, design work, you know, I mean, I was already doing it, though, making the artwork I make, I just didn't realize I was doing it before, you know, and I'm doing it at, at another level, it's the same kind of work, but at just another level, and kind of another type, kind of branch of it, because my artwork is more abstract objects, I'm putting objects together, but I'm still putting objects together, it's just a different way of doing it, but anyway, it's really cool, and um, I'm glad I'm doing it, I'm happy, I just love doing it. Because I'm, oh, man, it's it's pushing me, it's stretching me. I have to come up with these titles for these books and stuff, man. I mean, I mean, if I make like, I made a whole bunch of uh, adult only marijuana themed ones, a whole bunch of them just a couple days ago, like a bulk of them. I made six of them, and then I also threw in one of my digital art ones. So I just made another one with a digital art cover on it, right? One of my abstract art covers on it, right? And so. So I had to come up with all these six different titles for these books. And you have to write descriptions, and they have to be different. They can't be all the same. They can't be worded the same. Otherwise, you'll, you'll get flagged for it, and you won't get your book won't pass their review. So you have to pass all these freaking stages to pass their review. And it's basically their inspection of how... And you're, you're uploading your to Kindle, is what I'm talking about. Uploading your book to Kindle Publishing for Amazon. Or any other self-publishing you do. Um, that you're uploading to uh, a self-publishing site like Lulu or something like that. It's the same steps. They go through a, a process where they show you how much they cut off your book, uh, how much the trim size, you know, the trim and the, the size of it, where everything's laid out on your book, and you have to lay your stuff out. It takes a long time to make these. But I got it down to science. I mean, I, I use, you know, we use scientific process when we do everything. If you don't realize it, just think about this. Okay, yeah, you go, no bull crap. Oh, no, yeah. Some of you might be saying bull crap. Some of you might be going, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, well, actually, here's a real practical way that we use it. And we use it when we use it in cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> it's process. There's steps. There's timing involved. There's all kinds of stuff. And we watch, we watch the reaction of things. We study the reaction of how two things blend together to create a sauce or three things blend together to create a sauce. You know, like, okay, like, let's take three things. Blend together to take a sauce. What are you talking about, Daniel? Okay, I'll give you a real nice one. Okay, how about some Philadelphia cream cheese? Just a straight-up cream cheese, right? Put some of that in a pan. You know, okay, so you take, take one of those blocks, take a quarter of that block, put it in a pan. Okay, get some freaking cr heavy creamer or just some cream or some 2% milk will work or some condensed milk will work, which works really well too, and or some heavy cream that's got the, it's called evaporated milk, not condensed, but evaporated, and that works really good too, okay, so, just get some of that, cat cracks them up, about a quarter cup of that, right, get your saucepan, and turn your saucepan, turn your freaking burner on medium, okay, and if you have flame, turn it on medium, and then back it off a little bit on your flame, 
because you don't want it to scorch your your milk or your cheese and everything you're putting in that pan. And put it in the pan. Now, don't put no butter in there. Just take your pan and put that creamer, that quarter cup creamer in there, and lightly stir that and gently stir it and keep stirring it until it mixes together and blends together. While you're doing that, get you some Parmesan cheese and take a pinch of that. You want to get some really good Parmesan cheese. Don't get the grated stuff. Get the the the, the stuff that you shred, the shredded out of the tubs, you know. Get some of that Parmesan. Just grab a pinch of that and, and drop a pinch of that in there and then add a little bit of sea salt. Now, what you want to do is you don't want to add too much. So you cup your hand and you take the sea salt and you, you dump just a little bit out of where so you can grab a pinch of that with three fingers and you drop two pinches of that in there and that's it. Don't put any more of that in there. And you sit there and blend that up. Okay? And what you have there is you have a nice white sauce that you can use. You can put over with Alfredo or you can actually add uh, um, you can add freaking noodles to it that are flat and wavy noodles that you can add to it, add beef to it and you got stroganoff. So you got a sauce there you can work with. Okay? And it all comes together through timing and blending. Okay, and you get you get to taste you. Mmm, man, it tastes so good. And if you want to like sweeten it a little bit, you can add a little bit of honey to it. Man, it tastes really good, dudes. I mean, it's really good stuff. Don't burn the honey either. Just blend it in there after you take it off the burner and then blend it in. If you want to add a little bit more richness to it, just add a little bit of butter, and I mean real butter, not much. Like go get a table a teaspoon, you know, something you eat a little eat the spoon, you know, the little one, not the little tiny one, but the other one, the other normal size spoon. Just a tablespoon. You grab a tablespoon of that fucking tablespoon, just slap it in there, fucking there. That's all you need for measuring. You don't need to go thinking it out real too hard or anything. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to make this kind of a sauce. It tastes really good. Not a little fattening, but it tastes good though. It's good stuff, man. But what I'm talking about is I brought this up because it's a, it's, it's a way to blend things together. And that's what we do, man, blending things together. Well, I noticed some stuff here just recently, and this is what got me talking about this, got me involved in this, um, is wanting to do this broadcast tonight. And, and I'm sitting on my bed, and I'm just kind of kicking back. I go to bed early, man. I'm about ready to crash out here in about another hour or so. And, but I'm laying on my bed watching TV, and I was thinking, man, I, you know, I was thinking, what, what could I say to anybody about? My relationship with God that would actually be, that would inspire them to even want to pursue a relationship with God. As hard as it's been to be in a spiritual relationship with God, it's been as easy too. And what I mean is, is that God doesn't make it hard. We're the ones that make it hard. We get make we make it really hard. But what could I offer somebody in a if I was in a conversation with somebody? If I had sat down and have a conversation, what what could I offer this person? And I always come to people when I meet people. I always come into people's into into a conversation with people or into a, a situation with people where I do ask this question of God before I enter into a situation with people. Like if I know I'm going to meet somebody, I ask God what to expect. Um, I ask God how how it should come in, and here's what He tells me most of the time. Okay, he'll tell me what's what to expect in in, the, in it, and I'll ask him if it's something that I need to change or something I need to endure. I do that with every meeting I have, unless the meeting happens by happenstance, like we just cross paths with each other. Hey, hey, how's it going or whatever you know, and I just meet this person, or or it's a, even if it's a friend, somebody I know. I do this daily. I do, but I don't do it with just people. I do it with everything. I do it in my relationship. I talk to God about everything. When I get up in the morning, I talk to him about my clothes. I talk to him about my, the what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm like, man, let's go take a shower. This is how I talk to him. I get up in the morning. I'm like, man, okay. I sit up. I put, now I sleep in a sleeping bag on top of my bed. I do that for a specific reason. The reason why is because I get so freaking hot 
laying under covers, sleeping on sheets, all that stuff that I cannot sleep anyway. It's hard sleeping when you're hot. And then I have HIV. Okay, so I'm hot because of the energy that flows through my body. I'm so freaking sensitive, it's crazy now, that I can feel the energy coming out of other people as well as situations and stuff. And it's just getting to the point sometimes where I have to be by myself. Now, I used to not be like that, but I wasn't myself, though. I was somebody else. I was somebody that was lost. I was a me version that was lost. And I was a mess. I didn't even know fucking who I was, what I was doing, man. I knew that I was here for a reason, but I didn't know what that reason was. But I knew, but but I did, though. I knew, I knew there was... Part of it I knew, and the other part I didn't know. The part that I didn't know is the part I know now. <laughs> the part I know now, now that I've got both parts, but this is working really well. But, you know, I'm acting my... I'm just turned 60. You know, this happened, like, just a few, you know, a few years back. Things just started to really take a huge evolutionary change in my life, and a good one for the, for the case of everything. It's gotten better. Just things I detest now, you know? But I don't look at people... I don't... Here's, here's something what's happened. Okay, somebody said to me, somebody said, I was talking, and they were listening over here in a conversation, this person overheard a conversation I was having with somebody else, and they said, how in the hell are you awake? And I said, what do you mean? I said, well, I know you're awake because I'm listening to you, and you're right, but how in the hell are you awake? And I said, why is that? And he goes, you'd be the last person I'd pick. And I thought, God, that is so rude. To my, and at first, and then I thought to him, I thought, wait a minute, well, maybe if I was him, I might think that about me, because look at me, man. Well, I used to have hair cleared out of my ass, but I don't have it like that anymore because I shave my head off because it just feels so damn good, you know? I still grow it, but I've noticed I, I am got bald spots, man. You know what, man? If I grew back, it'd be all freaking stringy and bald and weird looking. And it'd be all peppery, too, because I do got pepper, man. My head's all peppery, you know? I can see it. I have gray hair. My, my friend... My friend, he's black, man. He's cool. His name is Bobby. Now, that dude, man, he, his hair is not peppery. And he says to me, he goes, he goes, check it out, man. I'm going to let my hair grow out for a couple of days. Look at it see what it looks like. I go, all right. So he doesn't sometimes come out of his house because he's, he's uh, shut in. And then somebody, sometimes he'll come out. And when he comes out, sometimes he'll, he'll sit in there and he'll let his hair grow. And he'll see what it looks like and then shave it off and come over and hang out with us. And I'll come back and... It's white. It was white, and it looked so freaking cool on him. It was crazy. I mean, I, and he grew a beard, too. So he had a white head, white beard. He's only 40, man, 40, uh, 45. But fuck, he looks awesome like that. I'm like, dude, now you make me wish I was black, so I, I look like that, too. I said, you stick out, man. You look great. He goes, I know, no, huh? And I go, yeah, you look like a cloud, man, just floating along, especially at night, <laughs> you know, because you can't see him. All you can see is his hair. <laughs> it's like a, a little puffy cloud floating along. It's fucking awesome, man. I love it. But um, yeah, it's really cool, man. But you know, when you get older, man, you you, you start thinking about, man, what really do you have to offer life? What have you What have you really accomplished that you have to offer? Sure, I've left a lot of killer artwork. I left a trail of freaking good and bad behind me. What are you guys gonna leave? I mean, you're probably in your thirties, maybe you're even in your twenties. Because I looked at my demographics and people are listening. Some of you guys are in your twenties, you know. Good, listen, because I got a lot to offer you, man. Don't do a lot of the things I did, but also do a lot of the things I did and then do more things that you don't, that you want to do. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> sort through that one. <laughs> All right, what I'm talking about is this, man. Be risky, man. Take risks, but don't, don't be a jerk. Don't hurt people. Okay, that's the things I did that I regret. I wish I never would have hurt anybody. But especially family and especially my kids and especially, especially myself. You know, I, I lived, I lived dangerously 
But I, and I could have lived that way without hurting myself, but I also lived in self-sabotage mode for freaking so many years, and it was because of, of, a, of a head full and a heart full of bad programming. Not a really a heart full of bad programming, because my heart was lost. It was I was disconnected. My head my heart was disconnected. That's what happened when I was meditating. And it was 2014, and that was the strangest thing, because I never believed in all that crap. I just figured because it never would work for me, so I didn't think it worked. I didn't think I didn't believe that crystals held any energy. I knew that rocks, you know, hold a certain amount. I knew crystals hold a certain amount, but I didn't think you could feel it like you can, like I can now. Freaking hands are so sensitive to it, man. I get near them, and I can, and some of them start moving. It's crazy. That never happened before. It's like magic, but it's not. It's science. It's it's quant it's quantum. Just some things happening. I'm working on. I'm doing things, meditating on quantum on on quantum things. I'm thinking about quantum things. I'm feeding my mind this stuff all the time. The quantum. I'm thinking about it constantly. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I know that I can heal myself this way. I know the answer is here for all of us to do this. I'm doing this because the Lord led me in this direction. Looking, I I I was crying out to Him, asking Him, uh, thirty years ago, how to pray. How do I pray with faith and be effective? Because my prayers were touch and go, and they were touch and go at, at, in great distances. Like every once in a while, they get answered, and that was it. It was for other people. I'm not talking about for myself, because back then, my prayers never got answered for myself. And part of it had to do with my belief, but I didn't realize it was the very, very super inner core belief, that default belief that we're programmed with from when we're kids. I never saw faith from my parents. I saw divorce. I saw fucking betrayal. I saw anger. I saw violence. I saw fucking a little bit of happiness, but not very much. But I do remember a few happy times. I remember it was mostly when we were, when I was a teenager, when I was Boy Scouts, we were out. We'd be Boy Scouts when we were in the mountains in Idaho. I live in Idaho and we live in mountains and we were in the mountains all the summer and, and in the winter too. <laughs> we learned how to snow camp, man. I did some, we did some survival stuff then, and also when I went in the military too, when I was in boot camp, we did survival stuff. And then after that, I took another survival course later on after I healed my ankles up and was able to do that again. I took another survival course. A lot of people don't know this, but you know they don't know a lot of things about me because I've had a lot of time to myself. You know, I come and go I like the wind. Sometimes people say, "Wait a minute, he just showed up all of a sudden one day." I'm like, "Oh." You know, um, where are you, where are you from? You know, well, uh, which, what, what do you mean? Where, which time, when, <laughs> when is what I like to say a lot of times. Now, my, my favorite thing is where are you from is I, I just thought, tell them heaven. But yes, we're all from heaven. Yeah. I mean, think about how did you get in your body when you were in your mother's womb? It says in the book of Psalms that David wrote, he said, actually, David did write this one too, by the way. It's not one of the sons of Korah that wrote this or, or the guy Nob that wrote it. It's um, it's David, and he said it's it's and it says this. It says he says I was I've been I've been carefully and wonderfully knit together in my mother's womb. Now that's a paraphrased version of what what he says. But when I really explored what he's talking about, there's a whole. It's in Psalm one thirty nine, I believe. But there's a whole thing about how we are, how God created us, and how we are, and how create. And you can see how it is with creation. Yeah, we are created from a creator. There is a creator. I know I'm having conversations with him. He leaves me to do things that are, are away from harming myself and others and to benefit others and, 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 and empower others and to love others and shows me love and beauty, leads me on paths of beauty and wonder all the time. I've ascended into the heavens so much it's crazy. And you guys should be realizing that you're doing it too and you just don't realize it a lot of times. Sometimes when I was so younger, when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I didn't know I was ascending, and I still was, but we all are. At some level, we all are being lifted up into that, 
into the, not just into the Christ likeness, but into the God likeness. Our minds are being transformed into God's, into the way God thinks, the way God does things. How do I know this? Because it's been happening my whole life, and I've watched this from outside myself, inside my own body, inside my own life, just like we all do when we watch ourselves. Yes, this is a unique thing that with consciousness. What is consciousness? What are you? What is subconsciousness to us? And what are, where is the relation to that? And where am I at in, in relation to that? Knowing this and able to understand units and harness these powers and, and use them, utilize them to actually better my life and the world around me because that's what we're supposed to be doing because we are, you are in control of your own life. Do you know that? Man, it got quiet in here, but it's true. What do you think it means to be raised up into the mature statute of a man, the Christ, the man Christ Jesus? What do you think that means when it says that in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews? That we're all being raised up into this mature statute of Christ. It's actually a rebuke if you read it. I believe it's in chapter... Oh, man, I can't remember what chapter it is, so I don't want to say. <laughs> Just from 6, chapter 6 on, read somewhere. It's in there. You'll find it. I think it's more like in chapter 12 or something like that. But it's talking about, he talks about that. It's been a while since I read it, but I studied it real close. And I and I pressed in and asked what, I asked. Everything I studied, I asked. I'd read paragraph and, I, and I'd ask. I'd read the statement. I'd read the paragraph, the whole statement, the, what was being taken place here. Sometimes it would be two pages long. You know, it would be more of a paragraph. It would be more of a few paragraphs. But I'd read the statements. What is being said here? And I'd explore this and I did this over years after years over years the same thing over and over and over and it got deeper and deeper understanding from it deeper and deeper knowledge from it and what it did is it led me into understanding God better it's a picture of God this whole thing about the Bible about this knowledge of the spirit about this 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 uh, the metaverse everything all that everything uh, the esoteric knowledge all that all everybody but if you look at it all Every bit of it and look at it and you hack away all the unessential stuff. Guess what you find? A beautiful mosaic of God and us in this wonderful symphony of love that we just can't even really put our finger on. It's a mystery. And how do I know this? Because God has been sharing this stuff with me for this whole time. I've been pressing in this whole time. It says in the scriptures, I took it serious. You have to take it serious where it says, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. What the heck does you think that means? That's what I started with. What does that mean to me? Well, what does that mean to you? Are you going to do? I'm, I'm challenging you right now. This is a freaking challenge right now. A spiritual challenge. If you're a warrior, you want to embark on the greatest adventure ever and the greatest. I'm talking about you're going to have war. You're going to have drama. You're going to have comedy. You're going to have every freaking flavor there is to offer in life. And it's going to be in the spirit. In the spirit. Are you ready for this? If you're ready for this, then press in. Because this is the challenge. Go down the path I went down. The narrow path. It gets even narrower as you go. But guess what? It gets easier as you go. Because you start realizing that none of this other stuff really is is good for you. The things that don't matter anymore. That's how it gets narrower. It's a harder path because you let go of more of that lust of the world, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. You lose it. You just start losing it. The older you get, the more you press into him, the longer you stay with him. Hey, I went through some shit that I shouldn't even be here talking to you guys right now, 20 years ago, 22 years ago. I was dead dying on this very bed that I'm sitting on right now, which I need to get rid of this bed, by the way. I don't have bad dreams on it. It's just, it's not comfortable. Plus, I also know that I was dying on it. I sweat through it clear to the floor. Yeah, near, seriously, I did. It, for a while, it's, 
it stunk for a while. I'm serious, it did. And I, I had to freaking like take it out and air it out for a fucking few months. And, you know, and um, it's just the way it is, man. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I'm not trying to lie to you guys to pull your freaking chain or anything like that. You know, it's just not, I'm not, I'm just down to earth, you know, but I've had a lot of spiritual experience and experiences I should never have had. The, the, I'm the least likely of to have ever succeeded in those things in the spirit because of the way I recklessly went after it. But you know what? It's written on my heart to be that way. It was. What's written on your heart? How is it written? Are you? Or is it written on your heart to run from God? Because I'll guarantee it's not. But um, if you have been, you need to stop. <laughs> Don't. There's no reason to. If you're you're running, you're in fear. If you're running from anything, you're in fear. Here's a telltale way to know if you're in fear. Okay, so you have dreams, right? God talks to us in our dreams, by the way. He's been giving you dreams, and you've been scared. Sometimes you've been waking up calling them nightmares. But they're not nightmares. God's talking to you. The darkness isn't trying to get you. The darkness is in you, and it's already there. God's trying to get it out of you. And the answer to your dream is this. You're having nightmares. Here is the definition to that. First off, I'm going to tell you the definition, then I'm going to tell you how to conquer it. And it works every time. Okay? Because it's this, you're in fear somewhere in your life, and he's trying to get you to hand that over to him. And how he wants you to hand that over to him is like this. You need to let it go. And the only way you can do it is to face it. And if you can't face it in the outer world, face it first in your dreams, and he'll give you the strength in your dreamland to face it in the outer world. And that's why you're having a damn dream. He's trying to tell you to turn around and face that fear and attack it like it's attacking you in the dreamland. Turn around and chase it and attack it. Say, I'm not afraid of you and start rebuking it and using your strength and dream. When you do, just first look at your hands and then say this, turn around and go, go away in Jesus name as hard as you can. Do that. Do that. You can do it. It's just, here's the thing. Most people are so scared. They can't even think that they could do something like that. And then when they're awake, they're going like, you can't do that. Mind over matter, baby. It's your dream. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to tell you something. Here's how you can know this. So I've been experimenting with something with my body, right, lately, because I've been able to get a hold of a couple of processes, which are pretty cool, that I didn't think I could get a hold of, but I can. So, But I'm going to tell you one of them, okay? Now, I've used tricks to be able to go to the bathroom or not go to the bathroom, like go number one, right? got to go and take a piss, right? Now, because I'm in my 60s and it's, you know, prostate, you got issues and stuff like that. I take a lot of zinc, which helps your prostate. Guys, this is a secret for you. Take a ton of zinc. It'll keep your prostate down so you can actually piss. Because sometimes when you can't stand, when you're standing, you can't piss. Your prostate's swollen. You're going, oh, crap, I can't piss. But you got to. That sucks because it hurts when you have to force it out, right? Well, I can force it out. I can force my body. I can do all the kinds of stuff. I can use magical words if I want to. Like, um, I won't tell you what it is, but I picture a giant, huge body of water, and I whisper that under my breath like this, like that, and I bring it forth, and I focus on the area down there, and I let that, let that word sink down in there, and the piece over that word hits my core. I call it cords, but it hits a cord. It hurts a certain cord. It'll pull on that cord, and I can take a leak. It'll trigger it inside my 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 uh my my bladder, right? And I can take a leak. I'm like, start growing the bathroom, bam. Works every time too. Works like a charm. I just call it a charm, but it's not really a charm. It's more of a more of a. It's, I asked God, man, I needed wisdom. I was like, oh my, I can't pee. Help, 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 help. I mean, man, it was killing me. I was like, trying to force it out. It was killing me. I was like, oh my God, I can't pee. And I, I thought I had freaking gallbladder going issues. I, saw, I mean, not gallbladder, but um. Uh, kidney stones, gallstones, or kidney stones, yeah, kidney stones, and stuff like that. And it wasn't that at all. It was just fucking, okay, so, all right. So here it is. So 
I'm standing at the sink about three months ago. And I had to pee before I went in there, but I wanted to get some tea. And it was early in the morning. So I went in there and I got some tea, got some sink, got some water, turned the water on. And all of a sudden, I got to piss really bad. And I can't hold it now. I'm going, oh, my God. And I'm like squirming, right? My dancing, my feet trying to get the water in the pan. and sloshing all over. I'm trying to put it on the stove. I miss the water. And I go running down the hallway and back into the bathroom. Oh, thank God. When I get there, I start to take a piss. And it kind of like trickles out. And I was like, is that it? And then pretty soon I'm going, I'm like, okay, fine. I was like, what the hell? That was crazy. Why was it such a mad rush to get there? And then when I got there, I couldn't go. Now I know more, more people on this planet suffer from that very thing than, than fucking rubber meets the road. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. I talk to people all the time that suffer from that. And I figured out way over it. So that, that pondered me. I was like, man, wait, come on. This isn't right. This is my body. I have control over this. And I thought about that when I walked back to the kitchen and cleaned up my mess and put my tea on. Went back to my room for a second. Sat down for a second and thought about it. Changed my socks because they were wet because I spilled water all over them, right? From the tea, from the tea water. If I could take my socks out, man, so if I could take my socks, throw them in the laundry and walk back into the kitchen and wash my tea boil and thought about that for a while. Watch the water boil, tea turn, water turn, screen, pulled it off for it burned, so I can pour it in a cup, man. Pull the bag out, pour it in the cup, man. Sit there, squeeze the bag out, Let's stir it up. Let's put a little honey in there, you know, so I stirred it out. Washing the pan out, I'm standing there thinking, I'm thinking about that very statement. It's my body, I have control over this. I have control over this, this is my body. And I thought, man, you know, that's a really good thing to say. Because it is my body. Well, I'm going to start telling my body what to do again, because I used to do that, and it had a good effect. I did it with my blood. What do you think, how do you think I got my blood up to 14 and 49? It was not, it was through the very things of meditation, thinking about it, meditating on it. Meditating on it being higher, meditating on it being a 14 number, as well as also speaking it out and just saying it over and over again. Just saying 1,400, 1,400, 1,400. You know, I walk around here and say success all the time. I've been doing that for years and I've had a lot of success because I just say success. You, you, you trigger it in your cells. Everything has to, you want everything to line up and agree, be in agreement with what? Your success. Whatever you're doing. You know, and don't use it for evil. You can use this power for anything, but it's it's your God-given, it's your way to manifest. It's you. You're a little, little God on the earth. It's your turn right now to be God on this earth. What are you going to do? You're going to show up like Jesus. You're going to show up like the Lord, man, and, and heal people, be a miracle worker, or are you just going to sit there and go, I don't believe in miracles. Screw that. I'm going to go out and work my ass off until I'm dead. <laughs> not me, man. <laughs> work. Smarter, not harder, man. Miracles, things happen. My miracle, I've raised uh, uh, $790,000 in debt. That's over half a million dollars in debt twice by faith. Okay? Yeah. Okay, I say I because I'm the one who had to do the work. Jesus told me what it was, but I pressed in and asked him, but he told me what to do, and I did it. And, and asked, I've had success with everything I, I, he's told me to do. Everything he said, do it this way, do that, blah, blah, blah. I've had success. And and a lot of people just don't, like, no, how do you know? I'm watching this. I test it. I'm, going, I'm listening because I'm having a conversation with him just like I'm talking to you right now. I'm alone all the time. Who am I going to talk to? I'm a talkative person, man. I asked God one time. I said, why am I so damn talkative? You know? And he goes, and, and I know how to be quiet. You know, I'm quiet too. No problems. But I go, why am I so talkative? And he goes, he goes, I really, really, really like talking to you, Daniel. And I said, wow. Did you, did you like, well, did you have something to do with making me talkative? I mean, 
Is that like one of your little genius tricks that you had somebody to talk to all the time? I mean, you have a lot of people to talk to. I know you do. There's people that are more talking to me that would talk to you, that talk to you too. Just like I do. I know I run into them, man. <laughs> you know? We all talk. We can't get a word in edgewise. But, hey, man, we have a blast. So it's a fun. It's fun. We all falling out laughing our heads off because we're just having such a blast. But that's the way it's supposed to be. That's life. That's how you enjoy life. It's the way you're supposed to enjoy life. It's what it's supposed to be. You can do this by yourself. I don't need anybody to make me happy. I, I make myself laugh all the time. Fuck, I crack jokes constantly. <laughs> you know? Because I, I got a funny way of looking at things, man. You know, and people think, I'm, they look at me and they go, why? And you look like you're pissed all the time. Most people think they're scared of me. Or they're, or they're, or they, they realize that they don't need to be, and they're like, oh no, he's totally cool. He's just mellow. He's a trip. He just looks like he's pissed most of the time. And sometimes I'm in deep thought, man. And sometimes that deep thought is, damn, God, I get to get my freaking underwear out of my damn ass without anybody seeing me picking my ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a human too, man. You know, shit happens. Life goes on, and we carry on. We just go, here we go. Carry on, You know. <laughs> There'll be peace when you work and be there. You know, life is just all it's crazy chaos, man. It's God dang some carnival most of the time. And then the other time, it's like dramatic, freaking nutcase stuff. It's like, oh my God, freaking stop. You know, oh my God. You know, you just want to shake the earth to make it stop. And then the earth does shake and we're all going, ah, oh my God. And we come together and we help each other because, you know, we just went through catastrophe. You know, it's interesting how catastrophe does, it's not racist. It don't look at color. It doesn't look at people. And somebody would say, oh, you know, I have friends that are Chinese. I have friends that are Indian, you know, from India. And I have friends that are Native American. I have friends that are also, um, you know, natural born Americans like I am. And I have friends that have come from other countries that are here from like Kosovo. And I have Kosovoian friends. I have Yugoslavian friends. I have freaking, you know, friend, Polish friends. I have, I have friends that have Jewish friends. I have, you know, friends of all these different nations. And somebody says, well, you sound a little racist. And I go, why? Because I said, these people are these different nationalities. No, I recognize people as their nationalities and backgrounds. That's important. Why should we wash that away? We're going to try. Everybody wants to whitewash that away. So now we're going to make everything all white now again. Okay, right now. Here we go. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's stupid. It's all dumb. Man, I love Chinese culture. And I love Chinese people. And I love Chinese ladies. Oh, my God. They're so cool to me. They're the coolest. They're always so kind and so generous to me. And so with their personality and their friendship and their kindness and their generosity and their love, just being a person. Not the stuff they give you. It's the personality. It's the person. Happy people, personally. I know a lot of Chinese people, and they're very, very happy people. They're all very kind and very nice to me and treat me like I'm one of their own. But that happens to every single culture of people I come across. Why is that? Well, maybe God made me that way. I don't know. Maybe it's because he gave me this gift of people like to share their dark secrets, and sometimes they'll share their tragedies, and they know that I will pray with them maybe. I don't know. Because I'll pray with anybody that shares their heart with me. You know? And I, I, I do that because Jesus Christ in me, not because he compels me, but because he has done this so much for me. He's prayed, interceded for me. When I couldn't pray at all, I was dying. I was going to die, man. And I couldn't. I didn't want to because I knew there was more to life. I wanted to see my kids, kids at least grow up. I wanted to see my grandkids someday maybe. And maybe that'll happen, you know? Sometimes I lose faith in that because my daughter doesn't like me because she was raised by somebody else. 
and you know, and she doesn't know me, so she doesn't she doesn't know me, and so she only knows stories. She doesn't know the truth. Nobody asks me about me though, except for my close friends. They do when they when they care. When, but my friends don't care about the past, and I, I like that because I don't care about their past either. Because I like to take everybody at face value. I don't care what you've done. Just don't do the shit that's weird around me. Don't be perverted and weird around me. Don't do it at me. Be cool, man, because I'm being cool to you. I give out the very things I want, but a lot of times I don't get that back. And that's the way life goes. But how many of you are in the same boat I'm in like that? You guys know what I'm talking about. And sometimes I want to react so bad. I want to just freaking just lash out, but I know it's wrong. And sometimes I do. I'm like, oh, man, I'm human. And the Lord talks to me about it, but he doesn't rebuke me. He doesn't chew me out like some of my fucking idiot freaking religious friends do. And I'm like, the fuck are you? are younger than me anyway. You better watch yourself, boy. Because I know what God does to people that chew out elders. Because I used to do that and got myself in some trouble with God over shit like that. Yeah, God will actually. Yeah, life. He'll just go, boom, okay. He'll just roll a freaking bowling ball right at you. Let it happen. You're the pin now. You put yourself in that position when you do that, when you judge. You, Jesus came preaching this stuff, man, and yet we all do it. If we slip sometimes, I don't like slipping. I hate it. It's part of me I hate the most. The dark part, but you know what? you got to marry that dark part with your light because if you don't, you'll kill yourself trying to kill yourself. That's exactly what will happen. That's where I was. I was suicidal. Yeah, man, I fucking succeeded a couple times, and yet God woke me up. Um, don't talk about that very often, but I owed it a few times. God saved my life. Puked out, woke up and puke all over myself. I fucking drowned in my puke. And, you know, anyway, that's just another past stone. And it's all past, so it doesn't live inside of me anymore. That memory, I look at it and I see it and I don't have any feeling from it anymore. It's not that I'm numb. It's that it's removed from my memory because I've been doing this work of removing it and through meditation, prayer, worship, getting close to God. I, I wanted to live more, so I had to get close to him to, to live because I knew he was the only one who could have But my pursuit, part of my mission, which I, I can tell you this part, was to, when I was written on my heart, was to find God at any cost, no matter what it cost, no matter what it cost, whether it was family, friends, f uh, fortune, l my life, everything depended upon it, to find God and find the true God, to find the truth and the true God to find the truth of God and the true God, to find God, to really find God. And I don't know why, but it's it was written in my heart, and I found God, found God. But it wasn't that hard, though. I mean, he's right here the whole time. He's right inside of us all the time. He's also all around us, too, by the way. He's everywhere. There's no place God is not. Omnipresent, you know what that means? There's no place God is not, is what that means. Now... If you really want to believe, if you really want to see miracles for yourself and other people, you have to put yourself into that position where you believe God's omnipresent, omnipotent, which means all-powerful, and omniscient, which means all-knowing, and that means that you, he knows everything. So he knows your thoughts before you have them. He knows who you are because he put you in that body in your mother's womb. What do you think it means you're knit together in your mother's womb, fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together in your mother's womb? That you are actually created, and that you're created in his image. Now, was God created in a womb? Hmm, that's kind of a hard stretch on that one, because God's always existed. That's what it means. I am. I am, I am at the burning bush. All existent one. There is no other. I've all existed. Never have been born. Never have died. Never will die. I've always been. I've always 
it never came into existence. I've always been. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but, you know, I am. Jehovah is that name. It's also, you know, Yahweh. But, you know, you think about this, you go, you think you're going, well, and yet he created us in his image. Now, it's the word imagination as well as image. It's both. The word is full. It's the fullness of that word. Uh, there's a little bit more to it. It has to do with mental, mind, as well as heart, as well as gut, too. Now, you're going to hear some moving because I'm sitting on my bed in my sleeping bag. Like I said, I'm stretching my legs out. So, I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag because um, I stay cooler with a fan on. I can unzip the bottom of the sleeping bag. It's a double one, double slice sleeping bag. And I unzip the bottom of the sleeping bag, and that fan goes right in there, man. It cools me off, so it's really nice. So, I love this. I just love it, man. I bag this thing up in the morning. It just sits on the bed all day, and I like it. But, um... It's nice. It's comfortable. And, you know, and you, and you start thinking about these things. You start thinking, you know, if I had to, have, like, went through all these trials and errors of sleeping to find a, play, a way to sleep comfortably, burning up all night, you know, uh, with, I was already on fire, and then the HIV makes it worse. You know, freaking it does. It makes it worse. If I hadn't a freaking trial and error all this, I wouldn't have known this. I'd still be sleeping under a freaking... I'd be sweating every, uh, throwing blankets off all night, you know, trying to get, I, I take them, I have to wave them. Get, you know, you lift them up and you let air in, then you let the air out. You let air in, you let the air out. So, you know, hot air comes, cold air comes in, your hot air pumps out. You know, like this billows going on all night, you know. And it's like, it gets tiring, you know. You just fan blowing, you got three fans blowing on me, an air conditioner on. Freaking, it's winter, so I got the windows open, right? And, and the heater plug, so no heat can come in here. The fan's blowing on me, right? I'm still hot in this room, still hot. Yeah, pretty crazy, huh? That's me. This is what I'm talking about, this sensitivity, this spiritual sensitivity. But there's a reason for this, though. A lot of it has just to do with that crisping and the crucible of fire. You know, this is really for spiritual warriors. This challenge is for spiritual. If you're really a spiritual warrior, if you really call yourself a spiritual warrior, which I... <laughs> I don't know you, but... <laughs> I'm not doubting that you are. But are you? Are you ready to climb this mountain? What mountain do you think that you need to climb in order to be your the the best version of you that you're supposed to be working on anyway? You know what? What do you think? What mountain do you think that is? Do you think it's the mountain of ec economy, the economy, or economics, or the account? You know, finance, or if you want to put it that way, you know, finance or money, or the mountain of gold, or do you think it's the mountain of 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 power? Well, you've your 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 network across this earth is powerful and you've you're the you know you're the man you know you're the go-to guy or whatever in whatever industry you're working in whatever empire you decide to build or whatever you know you think it's to like be cruel and wicked taskmaster you know like hades think it's to be a warrior like freaking you know apollo <laughs> i'm going off to the greek gods because they're kind of a pantheon of those guys that you can like relate to you know or all powerful like Zeus and rule over everything, you know. And, no, come on, man. That's not what it looks like. Mm -mm. No. Good to you. You know. The image of God. What does it look like to you? I know what it looks like to me. You know? And I know it's a developing image as I go, too. 
because as I go, it's it, the thing about maturity is in maturing into that statute of Christ, that fullness of the statute of Christ, maturing into that fullness of the man of Christ, being that this is God's plan for us, and maturing into this, this what Christ actually looks like, and whatever that looks like in God's eyes, and whatever that looks like in in the in the picture, it's something that we we really can't quite see it, but we get pictures of it, but it's just quite. It's almost like it's a carrot, almost out of reach, but it isn't. Because it dwells within us because it is God's will. And that's what we're backing into. We are or, or, or heading into in almost a reverse way. Because it's really inside of us. That's written in the very core of our being. The very depth of our cells and the very early programming there is that programming in there and and, and, there's, and there's coding in that program that tells us that tells the cells how to how to build this body this this person this shell and this this tent that you live in this and 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 it also how to interact with you this being that god has placed in the tent the who you are the light being that you are the beautiful, wonderful, energetic being that you are, this spirit person that you are, that you actually have a spirit man. Did you know that? I, I discovered that. I discovered it a long time ago, but I didn't realize it until in its fullness until a few years back after I started having outer body travel. And I call it travel now, not experience. Because it went from tra- experience the first three times to after that, after I was hooked. <laughs> I'm hooked, man. I do it all the time. You're doing it too. You do it when you dream. You just don't realize it. These places you go to in your dreams sometimes, they're they're not in they're in your body, but they're not in your body. They're in your head, but they're not in your head too. You know, they're they're other places, man. You leave, we leave. We get up, we get out, and we just don't even know it. You come back, we don't even realize it. it happens so fast, you know. When you can control your dreams and you can fly and you start flying, you'll have a blast. And if you're a teacher, you'll know it right away because you'll be teaching people in your dreams. So, and then you also teach people in a natural tune, not just osmosis. God's talking to you about that fear. He wants you to face it. You're a spiritual warrior. He wants you to face it. And that fear, the ultimate one is the fear of God. It's the fear of God that leads us to God. Because we're like so damn curious as to why we fear, why would we fear loving God? It leads us to understand his love. And we understand that we have nothing to fear. But it is the fear that leads you to him. Or away, depending on it. And that fear that you're running from in your dreams, it's revealing that in your true life, in the, in the trueness of the depths of your spiritual nature, in the very core of who you are. You're running from him. He sent his son to rescue us. And um, his name is Jesus. Oh, uh, you know, it's an English name. Yahshua is his name, he in Hebrew. Um, you call on his name. He saves. Now, he's my buddy. Now, this guy's cool. This guy. This guy's so freaking cool, man. I mean, dudes, man, he's the best bro, man. He's going to empower you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to show you how to, he's going to teach you how to do stuff that's really cool. He's going to take you on a journey. Whatever your appetite is, he's going to help you. But he's going to help you to have the right, proper appetite for the proper things. The good things, the rich things in life, the wealth in life, the true wealth. And he's going to help you to understand that and help and also give you the influence and power and the endurance to endure this life to gain these things. Because you're ascending. Your ascension is important. He's going to teach you how to be your higher self. He's going to lead you into this. 
this truth of who you are, who you truly are. And who you truly are matters. Now, I've got a challenge for you. If you're really a warrior, a spiritual warrior, then this is the path you want to choose. All the other paths, they're not going to lead you to the front. They're not going to lead you to the end, to the to the true results, to the very, to the. They're not going to lead you to the. They're not going to lead you to the one. No, this is the one. I know this one. I know God. The Creator is amazing. Now you, you can't help it, but to get to know Him and to understand Him and to be able to operate and walk, you know, walk in partnership with Him, because that's what you're doing. You're developing this. And if you can't see that, you're not there yet. But keep going because eventually you'll get there and you'll see it and you'll realize one day you're going to look back and you'll go, it has been a partnership the whole time. And I've been an idiot because I didn't fucking understand that early on. If I had understood this early on, you know how much better I would have been at building stuff and how many more people I would have been able to help and reach out and love on. Because this world's hurting and love needs to be spread. And this is the end of my message. So everybody, good night. I love you. Don't touch it. I'll be right back. Yahoo! Ram DDT. Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rip DDT. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. No, wait, man. New Year's coming up. I'll still be doing broadcasts. So. Eat. Bye-bye.